Hey everyone and welcome to episode 10. Today I want to talk about timing the market and why the idea of timing the market is a foolish one. Why you shouldn't attempt to time the market and why your energies would be far, far better served and better utilized if they were put elsewhere. So let's uh, let's let's talk about what I'm seeing kind of in, in the world today with this coronavirus stuff and just everything. Let's talk about the way the world is and what I've been seeing. So we had a severe drop over the last month and a half. The market tanked because of the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, we all know that. And we've seen we've seen the Dow Jones, a good proxy for the market, not the market, but a good proxy for it. We've seen it go from almost 30,000 to below 20,000. At one point, it wiped away all the gains um, that were that were had during the Trump administration. And now it's now as I'm you know as I'm recording it today, it's right around twenty three thousand, a little over twenty three thousand. So, okay, there's a lot of volatility here. So I'm seeing a lot of things in the news and the clickbaity financial media, and even from my friends and my family thinking like this uh, seeing this kind of language this kind of verbiage being used oh wow is now a good time to get back in should i put money in stocks now too bad i didn't get in a few weeks ago when it was really low it was 18 now it's 23 things like that uh, or, or saying is there going to be another drop i'm afraid there's going to be another drop some people are predicting another drop i'm seeing that kind of stuff from the financial media um the real answer is who knows in the short term there's nothing that you can predict uh, repeatably and with accuracy even if you believe um, in a stock and i have such stocks now and i've had such stocks that i had incredible conviction in stocks where i was sure and i still am sure i have stocks that i'm still am sure of and stocks that i was sure of and maybe i'm not maybe i sold them but I've had positions where I, I strongly believe, based on very robust research, based on real in-depth analysis, that they were going to do very well. That these are stocks that I want to hold no matter where the market goes because they're amazing businesses, they're innovative companies, and they're going to do very well over the long term. And I'm investing for the long term, obviously. So even if you ask me, should I buy that now? Is that going to go down or up? My answer is, yeah, buy it because it's a good company. But is it going to go down or up? Who knows? To what? Maybe tomorrow, my favorite company in the whole wide world, maybe it'll drop tomorrow. Who knows? Even if I've done all the research in the world and Warren Buffett and everyone else in the world believes in that company, it could still take tomorrow because the market's unpredictable. Because the market is not a real entity. It's simply made by humans and now a lot of algorithms, which are also created by humans. So... Uh, you have a lot of volatility in the short term and a lot of unpredictability. The short term movements are going to be erratic and strange and weird, and they're not going to reflect. Re- they're not going to reflect the real intrinsic value of the stock. They're going to reflect more. They're uh, what they're really going to reflect is the, the the sentiment, both the idiosyncratic sentiment for that particular stock, and they're going to reflect the macroeconomic sentiment, the overall systemic 
situation that's happening in the world. So if you have a global recession or a global depression or a pandemic or a war or any of the bad things that could happen, everything's going to fall. Even the best companies will fall. But over the long term, what's been shown, and hopefully this will hold in the future, there's no guarantee that it will, but hopefully it will. What's been shown is that if you if you buy a great company, if you buy a really good company and it, you know, it's not going to, it doesn't go bankrupt and it survives, it'll do very well in the long term. So in the long, you want to focus on the long term, not the short term. You want to, you want to buy companies and hold them for a long time and not try to time the market. So if you're investing today, it doesn't make sense to try to time the market. You're crazy if you do. You have to ask yourself, were you ever going to be able to predict this coronavirus stuff? No, of course not. Hasn't this taught you anything? Hasn't this taught you how little you know about the world and how unpredictable the world is? If it hasn't, you need to take a step back, look in the mirror and kind of reassess your approach to life and to taking lessons. Because for me, this has taught me some serious lessons. This has taught me that Again, it has taught me, yeah, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. Tomorrow, everything can go up or it could go down. No matter what, you can have the best company and it could still go down because it's unpredictable and because the short-term movements are not based on intrinsic value. They're based on sentiment, just like we said before, idiosyncratic sentiment, sentiment related to that particular stock, what's happening in the media related to that stock, what's happening in the industry, and macroeconomic sentiment and the overall macroeconomic situation like coronavirus, where everything is battered, except maybe one or two very unique companies. But that's that's besides the point. Um, That's a different story. That's a different situation. So everything's battered, even the best. Both the worst and the best are battered. So what you want to do is you want to pick the best. You want to pick the best out of of all the companies that are down, but you're never going to be able to time it right. You're never going to be able to time it right. You need to be okay with buying tomorrow and then seeing another 10% decline. If that happens, if you buy tomorrow and it declines 10% the next day, you better stay in that stock. If you sell, then why the hell did you even buy it in the first place? Unless something changed in that day, assuming nothing, you know, assuming you didn't get any new info. If you did your analysis, you entered a position, why would you sell in 48 hours? Why the hell did you get into it anyways? That's a pretty pathetic investing approach. I would never get into a position... And then sell in 48 hours after a drop. Yeah, a drop would not be pleasant. Yeah, a drop would be tough. I don't want to see that happen, of course. But but imagine what that means. Imagine what that says about you and the way you invest. It pretty much says that, says that your investing approach and your investing analysis approach is complete fluff. It's complete garbage. Right? Really? Because if it wasn't garbage, why would you why would you sell? Why would you on purpose lose 10%, you know, why would you, why would you, why would you take this paper loss and make it a real loss if you think the stock is going to do well? In fact, why wouldn't you buy more if it's cheaper than what you bought it at? If I buy it tomorrow at a hundred bucks and then the day after tomorrow it goes to 90, why would I not buy it at 90 if I liked it at a hundred? 
Imagine what that means if at 90, I say, no, no, I'm scared I'm selling at 90. I bought at 100, but I'm selling at 90. It means that I know at a deep level, maybe a subconscious level, that I'm I'm a complete bullshit artist and I don't know shit about investing and that I'm just picking stocks randomly. A lot of people are like that, for sure. But you don't want to be like that. I don't want you to be like that. I want you to be better than that. I want you to at least do some serious research and understand the stock both from a qualitative perspective and from a quantitative perspective. If you can't do that, don't pick individual stocks. Then just buy the broad market. But even then, what I'm saying still holds. If you buy the broad market, you're a fool if you sell it as it keeps going down. You're basically saying, I want to take these paper losses and make them real. Please, I want to get screwed. I, I want to lose money in 24 hours. That doesn't make sense. So so what you want to do is you want to have you want to have some conviction, you want to have some gut, and you want to have some trust in your investing approach. And obviously, you want to have a good investing approach. Uh, so <clears throat> where are we? Let's try to consolidate all the things I've said here. Let's let's see what, what kind of themes we're getting at here with, with this kind of little rant I'm doing. We we can't we know in the short term we can't time the market. We're not gonna do that well. In knowing that, we want to invest in a way where we don't care about timing the market. We want to take our energy and put it in a place where it's actually useful. So if you take your energy and you put it towards timing the market, you're going to be wasting your time. You'll be a fool. But if you take your energy and instead put it at reading the financial statements of the company, reading the management commentary in the financial statements, in the reports of the company, that's such valuable stuff, the management commentary. They have a responsibility to not lie. It's some of the most honest management commentary you're going to get. Uh, You know, on an interview on TV, you're not going to get the truth, but in, in the management commentary and the company's reports, you're, you're kind of getting some of the truth there. So you want to put your energy there to learn about a company, learn about the economy. That'll, that'll, uh, that use of energy will pay you some rewards. That will be useful thing because you can actually pick good companies based on that. That will have an actual impact. It will have an effect on your investing, uh, on your investing outcomes. But Trying to time the market is not unless, unless you're some pro with algorithms. Um, <clears throat> very rarely, I mean, if you're a firm and you're doing some weird things, or maybe you're 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 supplementing other types of analysis, real real normal analysis, real fundamental deep deep investing analysis, or other types of good quality analysis, with um, with some timing, just to see when is the best time to enter positions. Like in 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 a particular day or a particular week, based on like technical analysis, but that's that's really I've never ever done that in my entire life, and I don't expect to do that because that's not what normal investors do. You do that if you have a company. It's just a different thing. We're not not me, not anyone else, not Warren Buffett. Really, none of us. Um, maybe Warren Buffett. I mean, actually, I take that back. Who knows? Maybe Warren Buffett does some of that. But normal investors, you don't even have the capability. You can't even begin to try to time it. Don't even try. Completely waste your very energy. Completely waste your time and a complete delusional approach. So instead, put your energy where it's useful um, and focus focus on that. But let's, okay, <clears throat> I, feel like, I feel like I'm being very ADD on this episode. I'm saying a lot of things and... They're not kind of tying into a core theme. I hope I can bring this all back to a core theme here. So 
the core theme, the thing I started talking about and the thing that prompted me to, to make this episode is that you cannot time the market in the short term and that it's, it's, it's useless. So how, how does that knowledge, how does that understanding impact your investing approach? Well, that means I have to invest in a way where I'm not dependent on timing the market. That means I have to invest in a way where whether or not I time the market is irrelevant. That's a very key point. I want to drive this home. I must invest in such a way where whether or not I time the market well, maybe I do well and maybe I'm terrible at it. I buy at exactly the wrong times. Either one of those. I should still have investing success. I must invest in a way that no matter which one of those I'm in, no matter which one of those buckets I fall into, I still will be successful. That means I have to pick good companies. That means I have to do good analysis and I have to focus on the long term. That also means, and this is critical, that also means I do not deploy all my capital at one time. That means I do the classic Typical thing that we've all read about and we all should know about that for decades, the financial media, all these books that that are out there, all, all these articles that are online have been telling us about is dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging, meaning I don't deploy all my capital at one time, but instead I deploy it periodically, every day, every week, every month, every quarter or every year. In this case, when you have a pandemic that's projected to last for only a few months, we're not talking about years. We're talking about weeks or maybe every paycheck. So if you put X amount of dollars every paycheck into the stock market, that's smart. If you have extra cash sitting around beyond the savings account, you say you have a large cushion of cash and you have some extras, 10,000 bucks, let's say. Uh, 10,000 bucks that's been sitting there because you, you haven't found anything you wanted to invest in. Well, now maybe the, maybe the time, and say you think it is the time, and you want to deploy it. Well, are you going to deploy it in one day? That's dumb. What if you deploy it in one day and then the next day it all drops? Uh, over time, mathematically speaking, truly mathematically speaking, if you don't know, if you're uncertain, if you're uncertain about timing, and you are, as we talked about, if you're certain about timing, then then this whole convo is irrelevant. Then, then you're a guru or genius, and you don't even need to be listening to this. But assuming you're uncertain about timing, like most people are, like I surely am, assuming you're uncertain about timing, you don't want to deploy it all at once. You want to deploy it periodically. Maybe that means a thousand a week. Maybe that means a thousand a month. So. Maybe that means something a little more sophisticated where uh, you start off deploying a thousand and then as it increases, you, you, you deploy less than next week. And then as it decreases, you deploy more, uh, but you don't even need to do that. Just investing a thousand a week would probably be a wise approach. Imagine you did that. Imagine you did that starting in March when things started falling. Imagine, let, let's say mid-March, you, you, you see things are crashing, maybe March 10th, March 11th. Um, and you want to deploy some cash, say you tossed all the 10000 in. That would have been so horrible. There's still so much more the market was going to fall. You would have missed out on all that, right? Um, so it would have been smarter to be calm, be prudent, be wise, invest 1000 and another 1000 another 1000 So if you did that mid-March, you would still have money now, right? 
he would still have more cash now and say tomorrow that say it drops again well you'd have some money to to invest more so um, I hope this was clear. Don't think about timing the markets. That's a fool's approach, a fool's error, a fool's use of energy. Focus on where your energies are going to be useful. And instead, do the simple thing that's called dollar cost averaging. It's not, it's not sexy. It's not fancy. Yep, none of those things. But it's sound from a mathematical perspective. And that's it. I mean, what? there's no end. It is sound from a mathematical perspective. And it, it's true wisdom. There's some wisdom in, in the idea of dollar cost averaging. The reason it stayed with us from pre-mathematical times, from times before uh, we applied math to investing to today, where we heavily apply math to investing and where a- academic finance is basically, <clears throat> where academic finance is basically mathematics. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not pure math, but basically you have mathematicians in finance. Now, it, it, it lasted and it was tested through all those times from, from pure uh, folk wisdom, but, re, but good folk wisdom, not the kind that's delusional, but good folk wisdom all the way through a purely mathematical time in financial academia. Uh, there's a reason that it's been around for that long. There's a reason... We still talk about it. It's because it's true. It's a good way to mitigate risk. And it's a good way to enter positions over the long term in a prudent risk mitigating way.